It's that time of year, and no, I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about the holiday that literally is about sitting around, stuffing your face with turkey, pie, watching some football, and literally just just being an American. <laughs> like, that's all you do is, like, you'd, we're known for eating and sitting, and uh, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. Um, and it's also... Seriously, though, it is about family, and so for this year, for our Thanksgiving episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite TV comedy families on uh, episode 45 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm your other host, Jessica Quaz. And like we said, oh, Jess, we made it to 45 episodes. 45! Woo! Yeah, just like that. You've almost been in 10 already. Like, you, it feels like <gasps> you just did your first one the other day. <laughs> I know. That's good, though. You're not sick of me yet. Not yet. <laughs> um no yeah um i think it was last year we didn't really do a thanksgiving episode because uh we were just kind of uh in between guests and decided to take the time off everyone was going to be with family but um now this year we thought of a pretty good thanksgiving episode because like there aren't really thanksgiving movies um like i guess there are thanksgiving like tv specials sometimes kind of but like it's kind of not like Halloween, not like Christmas. It's in between, um, and but it is about family, and so we're going to be talking about our favorite families. So, since we're talking about Thanksgiving and spending time with our families, I want to start off with a TV comedy family that really hits close to home, and this is a rather niche family. So, but stick with me. Uh, the Tribbianis on Friends. <laughs> so. <Jesus. laughs> Okay, so for those of you who know me, you also know that I'm super Italian, and I come from a huge Italian family, and there is something so perfect about the Tribbianis on Friends. So, Tribbiani doesn't sound familiar, it's Joey Tribbiani and his super crazy Italian family. Um, They are the perfect caricature of what a huge Italian family is like, just loud Eating, loving each He's other. He's got like what, like eight the sisters. Things. <laughs> I have one sister, but I ha- I'm her and I are in the fourth generation of my cousins. Uh, oh god, we, we and we just had like a, f- a huge family cousins reunion um, this summer. It was super fun. But while we were there, we like rented out a banquet hall and a restaurant. And just had, like, this huge, nice dinner together. There was, like, 50 of my family members. And at one point, I went out into the actual, like, restaurant setting to use the bathroom. And this guy at a table just, like, got my attention real quick. And he's like, excuse me, I'm sorry, like, but what is going on in that room? You guys are you guys are so loud and laughing. It just sounds like you're having a great time. And I'm like, uh, we're Italian. That's why. So apparently you could hear my whole family throughout the whole restaurant. <laughs> we were just disturbing people's meals. But we were like, whatever, we're family. But um, the, the Tribbianis are so hilarious as an Italian family, and they're so perfect. One of the best episodes with the Tribbianis is one of the earlier seasons, that episode, the one where Chandler can't remember which Yes, Uh, they all look the same. They all look the same, which is another caricature of Italian family. We all kind of sort of all look the same. (laughs) You can tell who's who are the families. Um, But that's a hilarious storyline that Chandler can't remember which sister he slept with. Um, But the first time we, like, see them in that episode, it's, like, all seven of Joey's sisters just, like, busted. And they just start, like, screaming. They're like, Joey! Like, their presence is known immediately, and that's exactly how it's like when Italians walk in the room. Um, Also, one of my favorite moments of that episode is, like, one of Joey's sisters goes up to Phoebe, and she's like, so what are you drinking? And Phoebe's like, oh, just a vodka cranberry. And Joey's sister's like, 
That's funny. That's the first drink I shot. At, I just hold on. That's funny. That's the first drink I had after I shot my husband. <laughs> and Phoebe just looks at her and goes, uh, "Okay, I don't know how to talk to you." And just walks away. <laughs> it's so true. People just don't know. We're, we're crazy. Italians are crazy, and the Tribbianis just totally highlight that. They're hilarious. I love whenever they were on Friends, and it just reminds me of my crazy Italian family. <laughs> Great episode. Uh, I picked a different family from Friends. Wait, can I just, real quick, <laughs> I need to mention at the end of that episode, uh, Joey finds out, like, Chandler can't remember which sister he slept with, and all of a sudden the whole family, like, riles around them and is like, punch him, punch him, Joey, punch him. And that is so true. Italians, we just go to violence right away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like family's definitely got into situations like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I have some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I uh, went with a different family from Friends. Uh, I just, because, like, um, like, throughout Friends, we saw some of the parents of some of the people. Like, we briefly saw the Tribbianis, but, like, the family we saw the most of uh, was the Gellers. And oh, the Gellers. <laughs> and like, yeah, the the parents, it's funny because they um, they totally like favor Ross over Monica. And like, of course, like Monica always brings it up and like Ross is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then like they totally do. And um, uh, I just remember like so many hilarious scenes because uh, the dad was played by Elliot Gould. Um, who's just fucking hilarious. And, um, (laughs) uh, there's like this one episode where like Monica, like always is bringing up the fact that like, oh, mom and dad favor Ross. Like, no, we don't. And like, so it was actually kind of sad. Like basically they, uh, Ross and Monica were going out to see their family to like go through a bunch of uh, their old stuff, like, from, like, when they were kids, because they're moving out of the house, and um, there was, like, a flood, and, like, all of Ross's <laughs> stuff is okay, but Monica's stuff was used to, like, block the the Porsche, uh, and, and, of course, Monica's visibly upset, because, like, all of her childhood stuff is wrecked, just because, like, oh, we don't want to get water on the Porsche, which... Uh, <laughs> And then what what's even funnier though is like for the dad to make up to Monica, uh, he gives her the Porsche and like Ross is just like, What? <laughs> like total like sibling when the the other sibling is getting something that you're not just like, What? Like I get a bunch of childhood crap and she gets a Porsche, you know? <laughs> just like things like that. Uh, Obviously, like it's a like most families, like there's like dysfunctional parts of it, but uh, I always love when they were around. Um, I don't know. They uh, it was just a, a humorous uh, little family. I think it's also because it was a family of four, and like you, you said, you have one sister, so your family you were a family of four also. Um, so I think that's why like I related more so to them than I did some of the other uh, Friends characters who had, like, either multiple siblings or um, didn't have any siblings. So, yeah, I don't know why. The Gellers, um, also, like, the the, the famous Thanksgiving, epi- Thanksgiving episode where they play football and uh, the Geller Cup, you, you know? <laughs> That's One of my favorite later episodes is their, like, 25th anniversary, I think, where Monica's, like, trying to make them cry with her speech. Just Elliot Gould, as the dad, he just says things, and they're so funny. Yes. Just saying a sentence. It's hilarious. And, like, his, I love the mother, too. She's uh, Judy, right? Judy yeah, Geller, I think so. She's just always sort of, like, despondent and in her own, like, little world. She's so funny. Yeah, it's great family dynamic. But uh, let's move on from Friends. What is uh, another TV favorite comedy family? I actually have one more friends family on my oh, list. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, this one is, I, I actually didn't really realize how much I like this family until I was thinking about this episode. Uh, this is a strange one, but the beings, <laughs> as in Chandler and his 
mother, who's a biological woman, and his father, who's a transgender woman. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about the, how much I love the Tribbianis, and then I was kind of thinking about the other families on that show. And, like, the beings were so complex and so like had their own issues with each other like they were messed up within their dynamic um and we would hear jokes play out throughout the series about how like Chandler's dad became a woman and like some of those jokes admittedly do not age well with time but some of them still hit and they're not laughing at the community but with them um and it just when I'm the nicest episodes I think about family that that show's ever done is uh, in season seven, the one with Chandler's dad, where him and Monica go to Vegas and tell him they're getting married. And, like, it's the first time we ever see Chandler interact with his dad. It's the first time, like, the story's actually come to fruition. And it's great. It's a great episode. Uh, Kathleen Turner plays his father, who now goes by the name Helena Handbasket, which I absolutely love. <laughs> So much. Um, and it's just a really hysterical episode because he ends up kind of telling his father he's getting married during her like her drag queen set and she's doing like audience interaction. So it's this really cool like mother fa- or sorry, father, mother, son moment in this drag queen show. Um, and ultimately it has like a really happy ending. Like it's a funny and sweet moment. Chandler, like, confronts his dad for all the problems he's caused, but then, like, they set aside their differences and love each other, and then ultimately, both of his mothers walk him down the aisle when he gets married to <laughs> Monica. So, like, it was really sweet that, like, I don't know, first of all, there were very few LGBTQ characters on TV at that time, and it's, it was such a popular show, so to, like, have a character like that was really cool. Um, and the fact that there was humor with it, but then some seriousness to it too and then it ultimately had a great story and that's what family's all about right like having this dysfunction and these problems but then like setting it aside and just loving each other for who you are yeah the beings the beings <laughs> yeah the beings um i just i always think about like because one of the infamous friends things is how chandler hates thanksgiving ironically that we're talking about thanksgiving um and they show the flashback where, like, Chandler was upset because uh, his dad was clearly having a thing with the pool boy <laughs> or whatever. And, like, it's like this Asian man, like, bringing over some turkey. He's like, more turkey, Mr. Chandler. You know? <laughs> it's just... Ah, oh, God. Like, you just, like... And Chandler was always my favorite character because he was always making the sarcastic, funny remarks, and Matthew Perry was hilarious. But, like, to get those little glimpses into his past to see, like, how he became where he was, like, it's always, like, a running joke that just, like, God, your family was messed up, man. Like, even though, like, Phoebe had a super fucked up childhood. like but like Phoebe's family is kind of dark. But they kind (laughs) of just, like, shove that under the rug because, like, oh, she's our friend. But when it comes to Chandler, like, it's always just, like, a running joke that just, like, the Bings. And, like, what a name, the Bings. Um, the beings. Yeah. So, uh, great families on the Friends uh, show. Uh, how uh, I, I think I'll move on to another '90s classic, um, Seinfeld. Um, both the Costanzas and the Seinfelds. Um, I was recently watching. I don't know how versed you are in Seinfeld. Uh, Not very. Have you seen the the episode with the marble rye? I have not, no. Um, Basically, it's during the season where George is engaged uh, to Susan, and um, he has to bring his parents over. They want to have, like, a dinner with, like, uh, Susan and Susan's parents. And, like, George is just dreading it, like, crazy because he can't stand his parents. It's, like, ever since, like, the first episode, like, he just can't stand them. He thinks they're nuts. And, um... Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I totally, I was actually watching this episode with my parents the other day, and it totally made me relate to George in this situation. Because, um, like, I always joke that, like, my parents, like, uh, I love them, but, like, sometimes going somewhere is always a big production. Like, they're always fighting over, like, the most minuscule things that, like, it really doesn't matter when you actually get to the place. But getting there is always this huge ordeal. And so... Basically, like, that's what's happening in Seinfeld is, like, George is, like, literally sitting on the couch with, like, his head uh, and his 
in his hand and he's just like, Ugh, I just got to get through tonight. And uh, his mom is just like, you know, why are you wearing a tie like that? You know, they, they wear wider ties. Why are you wearing a thin tie? And the dad's like, I like the thinner tie, you know, and they're like arguing over the tie. And George, what do you think? You know, well, we got to go pick up a marble rye for the Rosses. You know, like, let's go to Schnitz's. And like, they're just like arguing. And uh, and I love George just at one point goes, all right, let's not get into panic mode here. You know? <laughs> and I even said to my parents, I'm like, that's me. Like anytime they're freaking out about like, we're going into trip like oh well, we gotta get the ice for the cooler and like they're freaking out over the most tiny details that most normal families would not make such a big deal out of and I'm just like I just now I'm always gonna say like alright let's not get into panic mode here um <laughs> uh, so yeah the Costanzas are hilarious the Seinfelds are also hysterical on that show um just because uh like <laughs> there's this whole arc in the one season where Jerry um, is making decent money. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to buy my dad a Cadillac. He always wanted a Cadillac. And I, I'm going to do that for him just because, you know, I'm a good son or whatever for his birthday. And then <laughs> like this amazing gesture from a son to a dad, like buying him a new car. Um, literally his parents and all of his parents friends they don't believe Jerry could afford it because he's a comedian they're like he's not that funny how could he be doing that well like they <laughs> <laughs> and like any parent probably would be like so grateful for like their kid to spend the money but it ends up that eventually like the Seinfelds are like upset with Jerry just like you can't afford this like we should be giving you money and he's just like mom like I just I can afford it like I'm doing better than you think I am and this <laughs> this gesture of like of a son trying to give back to his dad um uh and turning in, into this big thing I'm just like oh god this this family <laughs> like no wonder Jerry got into comedy um <laughs> yeah it's those anytime those guest stars especially like Jerry Stiller as Frank Costanza anytime they're in it like it's a treat <laughs> Jess, do you have a another TV family? I do. Mine is also some '90s gold. Um, we talked about this show last week, so I won't get too much into it. A couple weeks ago, the Weir family from Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Um, I I love this family for a few different reasons. One. The parents are the cheesiest, whitest, most suburban <laughs> Such parents dorks. you can think of. Such dorks. Like <laughs> the other day, with um, I was thinking about that one awkward scene in their Halloween episode where the mom's just like singing the monster mash, and the kids are just like, "God, kill me! This is so awful." Um, the the parents are just so different from the siblings, and then the siblings are so different from each other. Like Lindsay's the freak, and Sam is the geek. And, I mean, the show focuses on Lindsay and Sam. We're pretty much, like, going through high school. Um, but some of my favorite moments was with the whole Weir family together and, like, Lindsay and Sam just hanging out with their super lame parents. Yeah, and they both, like... Because it's just, like, how your parents feel in high school. They're so lame. They really are. <laughs> um, and it just... It was a fun dynamic, too, like, of Lindsay and Sam, like, being that age and siblings because they hated each other and they picked on each other but then they also like loved and protected each other and it just felt like very realistic and yeah just that those two together and then with the added just juxtaposition of their parents just being so different from them was hilarious and but also very endearing like they had some very sweet family moments on the show too as well as a lot of laughs yeah you you described them perfectly like so cheesy and like they're good parents but they just <laughs> they well that's another thing i liked about the show too because it was a teen drama because in teen dramas usually the parents are like drug dealers or like multi-million dollar corrupt lawyers or whatever these two were just like good parents but their kids didn't like them because they were cheesy and lame. And, like, that is so relatable. Every teenager relates to that. Exactly. Like And, like, wasn't there the one episode where, like, the mom was really looking forward to, like, baking brownies with Linda Cardellini? <gasps> and then, like, Linda uh, Cardellini yes. wanted to go party or something. And yes. like it, it, oh, that made me feel so guilty right? as a daughter. <laughs> right. 
Like, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, it, it just, I don't know. Um, that's the thing is, like, it, it really reminded me, like, of my parents where, like, I wasn't rebellious or anything, but just, like, like they are, like, they are lame, but they're good parents. Um, and this is so true to being a teenager. Like, as a teenager, your parents can literally do nothing wrong and you hate them. You know, that's just how it was. Right. <laughs> and that show definitely showcased that. Like, your parents don't have to be terrible for you to have that teenage angst against them. Exactly. Um, but like you said, it was fun because um, John Francis Daly and Linda Cardellini's character, uh, the, the the kids, like, they they seemed kind of polar opposites. Like, like one was part of the geeks, one was part of the freaks. And, like, they didn't... They, a lot of times their stories were kind of split. But then, like to see them kind of, like, both, like, together dealing with their parents was, like, it was just a fun, different dynamic where you would see them with their friends a lot of the times or at school, but then to see them back at home with the the weirs, it's just like, oh, God. (laughs) And another thing, too, like, most of the kids on that show, uh, the characters did not have a great home life, so you got to see, like, the privilege that Lindsay and Sam actually had of getting to go home to, like, a family that eats dinner together and loves each other. So it just made me appreciate my family. And I watched it as a teenager. And let me tell you, I was a nightmare to my parents at a teenager. So I needed a show like that to teach me to be nice. I bet you were. <laughs> Again, I got some stories. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so let's move on to another family. Um, I'm going to jump into, uh, uh, we'll get away from the, the nineties and this is actually from the early two thousands. Um, a good old family of the Bluths. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) The Bluths from Arrested Development, like probably, if not like probably like the best family, like, uh, like this ensemble is insane. Um, Cause it, you got the kids, you got the grandkids, you got the, like the, the one guy who's married into the one daughter with Tobias. And it's just, I don't know, like, what can you say? Like all the different dynamics from like the father son relationships to the siblings, to the mother, like it is such a dysfunctional family and Jason Bateman feeling like the only normal one trying to rein it all in. Um, and the one son who, what was the line in the rest of the, in the narration at the beginning and the one son trying to keep it all together or something like that. <laughs> uh, and like, it's totally funny. Cause sometimes I would feel like Jason Bateman with my family would be crazy. Cause like, I remember once at a family reunion, like th- my parents had told me they're like, Brandon, you have a camera. We don't let us forget that. Like we want to take some big family photos. And, like, we're not going to pay anyone to do it, but, like, we want to just take some photos. And trying to wrangle my fucking family to stop, like, to stand in one spot for, like, five goddamn minutes. Like, everyone's just like, well, are we ready yet? Well, if not ready yet, I'm going to go, like, get some more food. It's just like, fucking, you you know, (laughs) like, I felt like Jason Bateman wrangling all of the Bluths. Like, they're all just up to shit. And I'm just like, God, why am I the only adult here when I'm, like, I'm not even the oldest, like, grandkid. Like, I... (laughs) I'm like the I'm like the third <laughs> oldest. I'm like in the middle. I'm like, what is going on here? There's so many more older people here than me, but I'm having to be the mature one. Um, but yeah. Now that you like put it that way, I feel like I would maybe be the Job of my family. <laughs> if you were either Michael, I might be my family's Job. You're the Job? Why would you say you're... I might be. Because I'm not like as much of like, the straight man as like Michael, but I'm not like as selfish as Lindsay and I'm not an idiot like Buster. So I just feel like I just kind of would fit the job. <laughs> Interesting. With my illusions. <laughs> my illusions. Yeah. And well, that's the thing is like, I don't even necessarily consider myself the Michael. I just like, I related to that kind of scenario some of the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I the the Bluths like, but like the, what's so great about the show Arrested Development is that like even though some of them are so weird and they all think they're the worst, like they like so many of them hate each other or whatever. Um, <laughs> there's one reoccurring joke that like none of them know how like a chicken sounds, 
Like little things like that, like they opposed to doing like the buck, buck, buck and like, you know, wiggling the arms like a chicken. Like they all do like a different wrong impression of a chicken. And like I thought that that was such a great moment because like I said, so often they they show like they're different. Like some of them are dumb. Some of them are smart. They're selfish. They're jerks. But then that one like there was one episode where a few of them were doing it like. Uh, like Joe was doing like ca-ca-ca-ca, and he's like slapping his hands together. It's like, what is that? <laughs> like it's... But I just love because it was like, but they're all doing it wrong. So they're all like the their family. Like <laughs> God. Um one of my favorite moments is like I think it's one of the first episodes where Lucille is talking to Michael and she's like, I never talk bad about my children. And the, or no, like, I love all my children equally. And then it cuts away to her like three hours earlier and she's drinking wine and she just looks at Buster and goes, I don't care too much for Job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that family just brings so many comedic gems like that. Yeah, and... Um... Our previous episode, episode 44, we talked about TV shows that ended too early. I'm sure a lot of people were like, well, why did you bring that up? It's like, well, because that was a show that Netflix brought back for a season four. And there's talks of doing a season five. So. Oh, they're already filming. Oh, they yeah, are? They're good I, to, yeah. I think. I, yeah. So it's kind of. Are they actually going to do more of them together opposed to season four where it was all split up? Supposedly, yeah. They're trying to get back to that more, like, ensemble scene. But, yeah, I actually had a few friends who worked on it. So, like, they are full swing ahead in it. Oh, awesome. So, you're right. Like, it did end at the time, but then it came back in full force. And it's now it's now a show again. Um, yeah. Uh, that was the only thing that I think was missing from season four was so many of the episodes, like, they couldn't get all the cast together. So, like, there was always, like, that one scene that they were all in, but you could totally tell, like, they would split it. Like, some of them would be there, then they shoot the other side, and then they're there. But, like, I miss that that group ensemble family dynamic because it just, yeah, you had all the different things. Like you said, like, Lindsay was selfish and kind of, like, vain, but then she also was like, I want to be super humanitarian, but, like, she's kind of, like, dumb about it. And then, like, Job, who's attention-seeking, and, like, Buster, who's, like, kind of just, like... I don't know if he, like, stuck as, like, a child. He's, like, a man-child, kind of. Um, Yeah, like, just so many dynamics. Uh, Well, like yours, I have a very unconventional choice for my next family. Okay. Um, This is a recent show, too, and some of you might not consider this a family, but I say you can choose who your family is. (laughs) So my favorite TV comedy family is the Parks Department on Parks and Recreation. Um, They're just a group of misfits that all work together in the same department, and you know they started off as like a co-worker kind of relationship, just... And then over time, it grew into this, like, loving, supportive family with uh, Leslie Nope, played by Amy Poehler, as the matriarch, and uh, Ron Swanson, played by Nick Offerman, as, like, the dysfunctional patriarch. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, like, it just it's just such a funny show. It's my favorite comedy of all time. And just, especially season four, like, watching this, this department not only work together, but actually, like, support each other and grow with each other and go through some happy moments and ugly times together. And, like, as we found out, spoiler alert, but a good spoiler, in the end, like, they remain pretty much in each other's lives over the years. Um, So I think it's one of those situations where it's not a biological family, but it's definitely a family that you've chosen. Um, And it's... A family outside of your own family. It's this group of dysfunctional weirdos that just fell in love with each other, and it's amazing. Yeah. Parks and Rec. I remember, I think you mentioned you were going to bring this one up in this episode, and yeah, it's like, I agree. Like, they... Because as the show develops, like, a lot of them leave the Parks and Rec department, but they still are, like, friends. And, uh, yeah, um, you could just tell... Like, they totally had family dynamics. Like, The Office 
Like, it's still, like, yeah, sure, you could joke that, oh, well, they're family, too. But it's, like, you, it felt like that was, like, an office. But, like, Parks and Rec had such a more, like, loving and happy and optimistic. And, like, Leslie Nope was just the, you know, super optimist. And, um, yeah, like, it just felt like so much more of a family dynamic. That, like, when, like, there were moments, like, when Ben and Leslie got married, you could tell just, like, everyone was so affected by it. Or, like, the season where Leslie's running for city council or whatever, like, everyone was like, we're in this for you, Leslie. You know, like, it was just such a team family dynamic that was great. Yeah, they were, and it's such, I mean, such a hilarious group of comedians, too. Like, Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Aziz... Zari, Jim O'Hare, Retta, and then we had, like, Rashida Jones, Rob Lowe, who left, and, of course, Adam Scott. So, like, all these, like, really dynamic comedy people together. Um, like, obviously, the humor was there, but then there were these, like, really, really sweet and endearing moments. Like, when, like you said, like, when Leslie's running for city council, like, there's so many hilarious and endearing moments. Like, I think of that episode where they rented out the ice rink, but the carpet is short to the stage. Yes, I was thinking <laughs> of that too. All they're like, all falling and <laughs> they're falling on top of each other and like like they're kind of trying to hoist to like Leslie up on the stage and then the whole time it's like get on your feet is playing in the background. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's also so endearing because they're like in it together. They're just gonna push through it. Yes. Um. It, I just I love that show and I just love that group together. Definitely, definitely. Um, so speaking of, like, weird families, um, but, like, this is a, an actual family that's, like, blood-related, um, the Belchers from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> that's a good family. So a lot of people probably would have said, like, why don't you do the Griffins from Family Guy? Why don't you do the Simpsons from Simpsons? But I decided to go with the Belchers from Bob's Burgers because... I, one thing I love about Bob's Burgers is that it feels that, that it's totally like the same family kind of dynamic comedy that those others are, Family Guy and Simpsons. But it feels different because, you know, both Family Guy and uh, Simpsons, there's a lot of jokes referencing one another that like... Peter and Homer are pretty much both, like, the dumb dad who, like, get into shenanigans and have a bunch of different jobs over the years. And then, like, the the wife that's a little bit more stable. And then, like, the kids, like, one of them is, like, kind of smarter. One of them is a little weird, you know, like, and then the baby, you know, like, they all, they have, like, the same dynamics. But, like, what I love so much about... Bob's Burgers is that they are all weird. Like the Belchers, they're all weird in their own way, but they're they're not the stereotypical dynamic. Um, and like then there's also some episodes where they're like totally like a team, and uh, it's just not the usual. Uh, it felt different. It felt like fresh, which was so weird because I remember seeing the promos for it when it was first coming out. I'm like, that just seems like more of the same. Like, Fox, we get it. You like animated family comedies because they had American Dead. They had uh, the Cleveland Show. And like then they're doing Bob's Burgers. I was like, oh, my God. Like, we get it. Families. But like this one, I don't know what it is about the Belchers. Like, I just love they all embrace their weirdness, um, <laughs> I guess, is like the way I could put it. And it just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I They are just unbelievably, uh, I, I don't even know. I mean, like, what do, you, what do you have some opinions on the Belchers from Bob's Burgers? Well, you're right. They're all very unique, and they all embrace their weirdness together. Um, I was not super into, like, the family animated genre, um, until Bob's Burgers, actually. Like, I think Bob's Burgers is hilarious, but I'm not super into, like, Family Guy and Cleveland Show and the other one that's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but you're right, like, I think it's just, it, it just, it does feel different. The dynamic of this family almost feels, like, a little more loving. Like, I think that those other shows have this weird sort of, like, hostility towards each other yeah. in this family dynamic. Whereas this show, Bob's Burgers, like, they feel like a real family and that, yes, they are dysfunctional, but they love each other. And I feel like that's kind of lacking in the other family animation comedies. 
Yeah. And even, like, something with the kids, like, like Simpsons, like, Bart and Lisa are always picking on each other, or Meg and Chris are always picking on each other, and Family Guy. And, like, I was like, I get it. Like, siblings fight. But, like, I love there are so many episodes where, like, Tina, uh, Jean, and um, Louise, like... Like, they have plenty of episodes where they fight, but then there's so many where, like, they go on their own, like, adventure together. If I had to pick, like, an animated TV family, like, I would want to be part of the Belchers. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have one more family to discuss. Okay. So, this was another show that we talked about on our last episode, um, but the Carmichaels from the Carmichael Show are one of my favorite TV comedy families. Um... Yeah, I just, I'm such a huge fan of this show. I think it's so great, and I encourage everyone to hop on Netflix and watch it. It's the writing, the the places it goes, it's just so well done. Um, what I said last episode uh, is that the family really acts as a way of getting commentary on, from different angles. So the show, like, really delves into some heavy topics, um, and... Every time that happens, it's done with comedy, so it's always hilarious. But there's this really smart, underlining sort of story going on in that, um, where each family member brings in their own perspective and their own angle into the situation. But it's done in a way that just feels like family banter. So, like, each family member has their own different opinion, and they're just saying it to each other, like, as you do with your family. And it's really hilariously written. Um, so the dynamic of this family is so awesome because they are dysfunctional. They are constantly going head to head with each other. They're constantly like bickering about opinions and they talk about heavy opinions. Like they talk about things that your family should be talking about. Um, and it's, it's always done with this flavor of comedy and love to each other too. Um, so the patriarch is played by David Allen Greer and he's like your typical, older grumpy man and then his wife is Loretta Devine and then he's got the two sons which is Gerard uh the creator Gerard Carmichael and Lil Rel Howry I think how do you say his last name I feel like I'm never saying it right Howry okay maybe I am yeah Lil Rel <laughs> Lil Rel Howry who's hilarious he's so funny on this show too um they're the they're the uh two sons of them um, Lil Rel was married to Tiffany Haddish. They've since separated, but she still, like, floats around. And she's great. Like, Tiffany Haddish comes in, drops, like, three hysterical lines, and then leaves. And she's out for the whole episode. But you just remember her because she's so funny. And then Amber Stephen West plays Jared's girlfriend. Um, so it's a very, like, modern family sort of setup. And they're just, they play off each other so well. This cast is golden. They're great together. Um, and they they make really heavy topics really funny. Um, I urge anyone who's interested in the show, you don't have to start right at the beginning, but I would suggest you check out the episode where they delve with uh, Bill Cosby because it's just so well done. And it gives every angle that everyone has been talking about. And it's by a different family member. But it's still hilarious. Yeah, you brought this up in episode 44. And uh, so, yeah, since it's on Netflix, I've been more and more interested to watch it. Because, like you said, it's a show that can play with both uh, dramatic elements, but also still make them funny in some way. So I'm definitely interested. And um, I will... Smooth that into uh, my last family that uh, some people will probably be like, this is a super dysfunctional family, but it's so funny. Uh, The Smiths from Rick and Morty. Um, (laughs) Are you a Rick and Morty fan? I've seen a few episodes. Um, My sister got me into it. She really likes it. Um, But, yeah, from what I've seen, I almost kind of forget that they are a family because they're so dysfunctional. They're ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Like, one of the big themes throughout, like, the first few seasons is how everyone believes that Beth and Jerry, the parents, should get a divorce. And, like... (laughs) Like, there's so many episodes where they cover that, where, like, basically, like, Jerry's 
like being with Beth, she's way, way, way better, like too good for him. But she just like settles for him. Um, and like, I don't know, like there, there's that dynamic. Then there's some stuff with Morty and Summer. And there's also like the father, uh, father and kid relationships, uh, mother and kids. But then like, obviously there's the grandpa, uh, Rick Sanchez, like dealing with the family also. And like the, he's like the big problem that, um, is an issue between, uh, Jerry is like, he's fucking with our kids. You know, he's going on all these dangerous adventures and this, 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 like, um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Like, the the thing that I love so much about Rick and Morty, and much like what you said with the Carmichael show, is like it is super ridiculous, but it covers some heavy themes, I think. And I think that's something that like people just see that it's about like a bunch of weird sci fi stuff and they assume that it's like comedy only. But like have you you've probably seen memes or people post about it, but have you seen the Pickle Rick episode? Uh, yes, I did, but, like, I, that was actually the very first episode I'd seen, so I really? had no idea what was going on. Yeah, because I was with my sister, and she's like, I need to watch the latest episode, and that was the latest episode, so I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was funny, but I was just like, this is wild! <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, it's like, so... Everyone obviously remembers, you know, I'm Pickle Rick, you know, like that whole thing. (laughs) But like the whole ridiculous through line is that Rick was supposed to go to like some group therapy with Beth and the kids. And the whole thing is that he turned himself in a pickle because he didn't want to go (laughs) to the family therapy. And like because this family is so fucked up. Um <laughs> like that's and that's something that like like I said, like they'll deal with some deep shit. It's not just all for laughs. And so I love when they go that dark route of this like serious family topic, even though he's a fucking pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's that's the genius of Dan Harmon in my eyes. Yes, that is a show I definitely need to keep venturing down because it is what I've seen is hysterical. So and the the family dynamic is part of that. <laughs> yes, um, definitely. Um, but yeah, were there any other families that, as we were discussing, you maybe thought of you wanted to mention or may, pe- ones that almost came up or anything? Uh, well, going back to Friends, I really did think about a lot of the Friends families, and, like, I also think that Rachel's family, the Greens, are hysterical, because oh, they're so detached from reality, yes. they are so, <laughs> they're so in their world, and they're hysterical whenever they come on, like, um, Marla Thomas, as her mother, is just constantly, like, wine drunk, it's great, <laughs> um, that's, what was another one? Oh, I also, of course, thought about the Modern Family family. Um, that's a show I've seen a few times, and it's very hysterical. Uh, the dynamic of those characters is great. Um, I don't know. For me, Modern Family is not a show that like, I watch consistently, but anytime I put it on, I find myself just dying, even if I've already seen that episode before. Uh, so that family's hysterical. That's a show um, that when we eventually do an episode of shows that w- went way too long... That's going to be one of mine, because I thought after, like, season three that I'm like, all right, you're just doing the same handful of storylines nonstop. But those first few, like, two seasons are really funny, and I totally, I thought about putting them on this, especially, like, the, yeah, the Dumfies um, with Phil, uh, because I love Phil. Um, Phil is hysterical, but, like, you're right, it is sort of the same thing after a while. It's kind of, like... The storylines are very much the same after a while, but I think that it can last and work because those characters are so funny and because that family is so dynamic. And that's why it's still going. I think it's only going because of those characters. Um, yeah, exactly. It's because people just don't want to let go. It's kind of like Simpsons, like why Simpsons is still and Family Guy are still running. It's like people just don't want to let go of those families and watching them on misadventures. 
Um, but yeah, I I believe I covered most of the families I wanted to. I I almost I almost did what you did with Parks and Rec, and I almost brought up the the study group from Community as a mock family. Um, so I'll just give that kind of like an honorable mention, also a Dan Harmon creation. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think are some TV comedy families that we missed? I mean, obviously there's tons. Like there's so many. Family sitcoms from, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, and so forth that we haven't covered. But we I think we covered a good uh, good amount. Some sitcoms, like classic style, but also some, some recent ones. So I think there's a good mixture there. You know, we could always revisit this um, if, if, if you fans demand it. Um, <laughs> there is plenty of families that we can talk about that are in TV and movies, in drama and comedy. We had a lot to choose from, actually. I mean... Going back from, like, the Brady Bunch, like, we could have talked about families from that decade, but I think we kept it more modern because that's sort of the TV it's what we grew up we're with. watching now. Yeah, this is what we grew up with. We didn't grow up with the Brady Bunch. Are you kidding me? I'm a millennial. <laughs> Just kidding. Nick at night. Hello. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I remember watching that as a kid, but, like, n- none of it really stuck with me like a lot of these families did. But, uh, Jess... Do you have yourself an LOL of the week? I do, and I have to say that mine is very relevant to this episode, and I did not intend for it to be. It just so happened really well. I'm really good at planning. What can I say? (laughs) Um, So this is a meme that I recently discovered online, and I died with laughter when I saw it, and I relate to it so much. Um, At the top of the meme, it says, when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. <laughs> and it's this really rough picture of Matthew Perry. Oh, Do you see oh it? God. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt. And it's just like, I, I mean, that was clearly the, uh, I will put it on my Twitter, this photo is clearly just like wrong place, wrong moment, kind of paparazzi, unattractive angle photo. So like, it's not Matthew Perry's fault. But it's so funny because <laughs> he just looks like he's been having a really rough day, week, month, or even year. <laughs> wow, uh, I can't, I, I can't unsee that now. <laughs> but don't you kind of relate to him in this photo, where you're like, "Oh yeah, I've been there. I've had some rough days." Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so my L of the week is a little bit more. Um, I actually have two. I may do two. How would you feel about two, Jess? <laughs> Why not? Um, Double the laugh. Because we, we, we've been doing a lot of tweets, so I'll do one tweet. Um, this is actually from, uh, he played the lead character in uh, our play, How Does It Make You Feel? Um, if you guys would like to check out a video of one of the performances on entertainmentbuffet.com or YouTube Entertainment Buffet. Um, so, yeah, the star uh, of our play who played Jerry the Therapist, um, his name is Sal uh, Mescali. I'm sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly, Sal. I've never pronounced it out loud now that I realized it in this moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, he tweeted, at uh, Sal Mescali, uh, I'm finally realizing that my best chance of making it in show business is to join the team the Harlem Globetrotters keep beating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> cause like no one ever, no one ever remembers what that team is called. Uh, but, but yeah, goals, right? Um, so I thought that was humorous. And the other LOL of the week, uh, it's a shout out to another podcast. Uh, if you, um, Jess, I know you haven't listened to it, but if anyone who listens is a, f- a fan of the Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling podcast, um, this is more of like a comedy based wrestling podcast like they do a lot of impressions and characters of various wrestlers they don't even really talk that much about like in depth on wrestling it's just like a goofy kind of improv thing and so what they've been wanting to do was a kids episode where they have a bunch of fans ask little kids about like their favorite wrestlers and of course like they're like four so they're like I love John Cena and whatever but the funniest part was (laughs) because Marty and Sarah can sometimes get a little vulgar um, they're like, we should do a part in the kids episode 
where all the parents have their kid like let them say one swear um and like record it and so like there's this one where like you know and i wish i could see it but it was an audio thing but this mom is like okay all right buddy you can say one swear so think real hard which one you want to say you know you won't get in trouble and he's like kind of like nervous he's like (laughs) you know and he's like are you gonna tell dad and she's like she's like no he's probably gonna hear you know he's like yeah but i don't want to get in trouble and she's like dude she literally goes buddy i'm your mom you're okay you know (laughs) and then and then of all okay would you like to take a guess of what swear the kid decided to say uh, was it the f bomb? Did he go hard? No, he went one that's <laughs> hardly even a swear. He said, "Um, he's like, uh, uh, um, Dick Justice." <laughs> I was like, "What? Dick Justice? Dick Justice? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> no. Which I of all the swears, I know. And she's like, "That's what you're going with." I just thought that was so funny that this little kid gets a free pass from his mom to say any swear he wants. And he goes with dick justice. Uh, And like you just I almost want to just send you the audio file just because the kid like he was so like nervous. He's like, are you sure? You know, like. and I love the mom was like, buddy, I'm your mom. It's okay." Like. But so, yeah, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Very fun podcast to check out also. Um, Where can they find you online, Jess? Well, on Twitter, I am at Jess Quaz. And on Instagram, I am at Quazica. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at The Pros, T-H-E-P-R-O-Z-E, or Instagram. Um, You can also uh, follow, rate, review, subscribe, uh, Entertainment Buffet Podcast. Uh, You would really help Jess and I, um, as you've heard on previous episodes, if you leave us a review on the iTunes, we'll read it on the show. Or if you send us an email, entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. We've read some emails from some people. So give us suggestions on some topics you'd like us to cover. Um, Also, if you have responses to things that we said, like... uh, is there a favorite TV comedy family that you're like, what the fuck? How did you not mention so-and-so? Bring it on. Leave a comment. Give us an email, tweet, Facebook, anything. Let us know so we can uh, bring it up in the next episode and give you a shout-out. Christmas is around the corner, folks. Merry Christmas. And uh, and Happy New Year. And as I like to say, Merry Christmas <laughs> to... Merry Christmas does not mean fuck Jews. Yeah, ma- happy holidays to all. <laughs> We are a very inclusive podcast. Yes. Uh, We just want you to have the best optimal holiday experience that you can. Yes. All righty. (laughs) Yes. And over and out. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)